0: Welcome to the Teams with Edge podcast with me, your host, Ashley Livingstone. I'm an entrepreneur, leader, community member, and at the end of the day, I'm a human being who loves to learn, be creative, who admittedly makes mistakes, and who's on a mission to bring more joy and engagement to my life and my clients' lives. Over the past 18 years in my career, I've encountered various leaders and teams, some that have thrived and others that have been, well, toxic. And I've realized this is actually not unique to me. In fact, we've all been there. This show is my way of helping leaders who desire ease with their teams, who know there's a better way to lead than the traditional forms of leadership from our parents' generation and who know that leadership is not gained through following a template. This show will offer you insights and interviews with various like-minded leaders who are all inspiring their teams, having those uncomfortable conversations, investing in development, and building a culture of gratitude and value, making an impact. My goal with this show is to motivate you to think about the type of leader you most desire becoming and inspire you to connect, engage, and develop your teams today. Ultimately, showing up for them so they show up for you. Building intentional, conscious leadership. We can do this. All right, let's go. Welcome to Teams with Edge. Today's episode features Alicia. Alicia Wood is the founder and CEO of Camp Fuel, a wellness company that empowers individuals and teams to achieve their goals through movement, play, mindset, and community. Alicia is a speaker, corporate wellness consultant, and a fitness and mindset coach. She loves helping leaders create inclusive, engaging environments so so their employees can feel empowered to step up and thrive in the workplace. I really hope that you enjoy today's episode featuring Alicia Wood and Water Cooler Talk. All right. Welcome everyone to the Teams with Edge podcast. I am so pleased today to be introducing all of you to my guest, Alicia Wood. Alicia, welcome. Welcome.
1: Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here.
0: Yeah, I think we're going to have a really great conversation. You and I have been chatting um, on and off over the past few months, and I just love how aligned we are in our messaging and importance about team engagement and really bringing teams together while they're apart. So I'm really excited uh, for this conversation today. So, Alicia, why don't you uh, tell everyone a little bit about yourself and, and Camp Fuel?
1: Yeah. So, um, I am a coach, a facilitator, um, a speaker, a podcaster as well. And what I do is really help teams um, thrive. And when I say thrive, I mean build community, build connection within teams um, to feel like the teams really know each other so that they can move forward together uh, as a united front and like really achieve their goals. Um, But Camp Fuel started as open to the public, which it still is. That's another area of what I do is it was all started as a fitness retreat where we took over a kid's camp and did this entire weekend of play and movement and mindset and connection. And then I wanted to move that same model of of all of those four things and start to bring them to more and more people. So it's now coming into like how can we still do those things in a virtual environment? And so I've been having a lot of fun with that. Yeah.
0: Well, and I think that's been the big question, you know, since March 2020 is how can we do this? And and I love that people are actually challenging themselves with the how can we make this happen? And you and I both strongly believe that. We need to make it happen. It's so important to keep making it a priority, even though right now it might not feel so rinse and repeat that we are starting a bit over and really needing to stay innovating. Um, but it's worth it, right? Yeah.
1: I think that the interesting thing is at the beginning of the of the pandemic, like back in, in 2020. A lot of companies were coming in hard with, okay, we've got to do things, and they provided a lot really upfront, but we were all in a very confused place. We didn't really know what was happening in the world, and I think a lot of what has happened too is that came out really strong, and then, I mean, sometimes we try things, they don't work, and we're like, well, that didn't work, and we push it aside. Um, and they haven't really dug in deep enough to like how we can, how we can make these events work for our team and how we can grow them. And yeah, I don't know if I answered your question or not.
0: (laughs) Well, and so much has changed though. Right. And I think that's the point is, you know, what we may have tried, you know, March, 2020 has evolved so much and we've learned so much technology has raced to keep up with us And so many new platforms have come available to make this all easier for leaders and teams to connect. Um, But you and I are both seeing that not a ton or the majority maybe still haven't really embraced this, embraced team engagement. And I think one of the big things that we've both mentioned is the whole connection of getting to know each other on a human level. And not just the role we hold within a company. And and you introduced me to something, you know, bringing back water cooler talk. So give me a little bit, uh, share with us about water cooler talk and why it's so important.
1: Yeah. Okay. So let's just, let's all just go in our mind back into the office. Imagine whatever office you used to work in and put yourself into the kitchen and imagine yourself making a cup of coffee. And then a coworker comes in and that coworker starts chatting with you. Like, how was your weekend? Oh, it was great. I went to this festival, my favorite band was playing and we, there was craft beer there. And the conversation just goes on. Then, then they're responding back like, oh, love craft beer. I was actually at a brewery this weekend. And it goes through this conversation where we get to know each other nothing to do with work it's completely in a side conversation so those two people are chatting in the kitchen but then person three passes by and person three overhears this and they're just kind of like I like beer too and so they've got this idea like wait a second maybe we could all like head to a brewery sometime and then these ideas start coming up of how we can connect with each other in different ways other than at work and that is what really gets those the, those teams that are the tightest, you always hear them going, oh, I'm going out with people from work this weekend. Oh, I went out with people from work last night. And they're just close. They're friends. They're connected. And in a virtual environment, we've lost that water cooler talk. It's virtually, huh, virtually impossible for us to have those water cooler conversations in this world, unless we're purposely putting them in. Because for the most part, we're talking about work. You're you're on Zoom, you're having meetings with your colleagues specifically about work, or it's a group meeting where one person's talking to many um, and you're figuring out what's happening or you're saying, this is what's going on with me, I need help on this, but it's not about the weekend. It's not about what happened outside, unless it's about your kids being home and like that being a struggle and so then it goes into negativity. So we need to think back to the positive conversations we had um, while grabbing coffee with each other.
0: Yeah, I think that's such a great point and you know I'm even guilty of it myself of now that I don't have to travel for meetings, I am booking them sometimes back to back to back even though I know better. I still fall into the trap every now and then of booking back-to-back meetings. So I don't have time to really, you know, even take care of myself sometimes. But then when we get on, I'm feeling rushed, right? I don't necessarily make the time to have those thoughtful conversations because I'm thinking, oh, I don't want to run over because I need to get to my next meeting. So You know, I think there's a couple of tips in there of, you know, just even being very purposeful on how you have your meetings. And you've said it before to me as well of being very intentional and purposeful about what the meeting is and how you're structuring your meetings. So, is that one of your tips on, I guess, how to bring that water cooler talk back?
1: Yeah, I think oftentimes we start meetings. There's a few ways and if anybody's listening and you've ever done this, please don't ever do this again, which is (laughs) if you start the meeting, and you're like, I know there's somewhere else you'd like to be. Cause you've kind of set the tone for like the group to not want to be there. And that's not true. That's not true. They do want to be there. They work on at your company. They love you as a leader. They do want to be there. So letting go of, it's almost like we all have our own insecurities and so we don't want people to be judging us when we go into these meetings so we either self-deprecate off the top or we start with negativity because we all love a common enemy Um, or we just get right into it and it's all business but if we can and actually somebody said I saw a post on LinkedIn the other day that was like at the beginning of every meeting I waste we waste 10 minutes. And it was obviously like a clickbait thing for for me to go, what, you're wasting time. But his point wasn't that we waste time. It's that we spend deliberate time not talking about work. So whether it's, basically, I'm hoping that people are starting these meetings off on a positive note. You might share wins with each other. You might have, I've heard of people having conversation topics um, where they just kind of ask a question, like, what's your favorite 80s band? Stuff like that. But keeping it, keeping it light, I think, is the biggest thing.
0: Well, light and, yeah, easy, light, even positive. I, you know, sometimes I know our brains are just wired to always, you know, go negative. And it's a bit of like that survival, fight, flight, freeze, you know, thing we have built into us. But at the same time, we, we can Train our brains to go to the positive. And, you know, I know I spend so much time even just talking to my son about it. You know, he'll be talking about virtual school, and it's the first thing that comes out of his mouth is negative, but we can actually flip that story. And as leaders and those participating on teams, if we can just make some subtle shifts to start the meeting off or a conversation with a colleague off. Not complaining. I wonder how much you know possibility that opens us up to.
1: Oh my gosh, so much because what we focus on, we get more of, and so when we focus on the negative, we get more negative, and and it's not even that we get more negative, but we have filters in our in our brain that filter out the positive, so we only see the negative, and that's what's coming into our world. So when we focus on the negative in those meetings, even by accident, nobody's purposely going, let's talk crap about everything, nobody's doing that. But when we accidentally walk into that, then we accidentally, by habit, continuously walk into that, walk into that, walk into that. But but you're right, when we make that tiny shift and we just start setting it as, this is how we do things now, and like we just start in the positive. I know you do a lot of work around gratitude, which is incredible. We start to flip it to that positive way of thinking and things start to shift within the team, not just in the meeting, but in the rest of their lives, in yes. the rest of their work lives and the rest of their live lives. Yeah, <laughs> they think if yeah, they see things in a more positive way, because what we think about, we get more of. So if you're thinking positive things, more positivity comes into your entire world.
0: Yeah, well, and so. I know that there's folks that are going to be listening. And, you know, I've also posted things about building in like those shifts of gratitude. And some people are naturally, again, are going to think that that's not authentic. You know, it's not authentic to have to, you know, be intentional about it. But I do challenge that and think, you know, when we can make it a habit and we build it into our routine and our day to day it becomes authentic. So it becomes a part of the culture of the organization and each individual team member. But you do have to start somewhere, right? You, If it's not what your practice is now, building in those healthy, positive habits are going to take a bit of time, right? Yeah. And, and we need to just, it might not feel authentic right off the bat because You don't feel comfortable doing it because it's not what you've been doing, but breaking a habit is uncomfortable.
1: Yeah, it's going to, there's going to be a little bit of uncomfortable to, to start feeling comfortable, but I can completely relate to that. I was a very negative person. I was angry all the time and intentionally started bringing gratitude into my world and over time, it just started to become the norm to the point where it's a bit obnoxious. Like now I can find the good in anything. Like I can always flip it. And it's like, okay, maybe we need to figure out like where, like, of course there are negative things going on and acknowledging that, but knowing that it can become, it can become your normal to just find the good. And let me tell you, old me versus new me feels a whole lot better. Like (laughs) looking for the positive feels good
0: hmm. Well, and I think so many times, you know, talking to people, and, you know, again, because I get to come in and, and listen to people, and they share their experiences with me about work and um, lives. And it's such a, you know, I'm so grateful to be in that place for people. But it is such a natural um, evolution of listening first to the negative aspects of it. And I just, I just want more people to love what they do, right? Mm -hmm. I love what I do. I know you love what you do. And I just, I think that it would actually, the world would just be a nicer place to be if more people enjoyed their work. We spend so much time doing it and it's time away from our families, time away from things. But if you enjoy doing it, it's actually time well spent. Yeah. So, Alicia, how are some ways that leaders and teams, you know, for those that are listening thinking, I don't even know where to start, how can they start to implement or bring back water cooler talk?
1: I think the biggest thing is looking for spots where you're all together looking for times when you would have done events in person, like you would have had a barbecue or something. Now's the time to do a virtual event. Um, A lot of teams have come to me and said, we're waiting until we go back into the office, but there's a lot of flaws with that. There's a lot of flaws because we're not gonna, it's not gonna be the same. It's not gonna be going back to normal. And I'm using air quotes. It's not gonna be the same normal as it was. And we need to start adapting to the way that the world will be. And some of that is listening to the people on your team, because a lot of them, I'm not going to say a lot of them. I'm going to just say some, who knows how many, every team is going to be different, but some people are not going to want to come back to the office. Some people are going to feel uncomfortable in those social situations in person. Some people are going to want to come in two days a week. Some people are going to want to come in three days a week. And I'm already starting to see teams saying, I intend on going back a few days a week, but I'm just going to make sure that I go back the same days as my friends. And so then it's getting clicky.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So I, I'm always like clicky, clicky, clicky. Okay. Anyways, they're, it's getting clicky. So when people go back, then, then if we're not doing things virtually involving everybody, then the team is fragmented. There's groups and there's, there's a divide and no team wants a divide. Everybody wants to be moving together.
0: Well, yeah. And I just, my, my head immediately popped to those poor people who are just starting, right? Yes. So if a team is, you know, grouped or siloed or think about how challenging it must be for new people to come into a team and find their place within that team right? And not talking about their role, but belonging on that team and really, you know, finding their, finding their people and, you know, getting to know one another. We've both, you know, had conversations with clients who have said that they, they've been working in places for almost a year and never met their colleagues face to face. So how, how are they getting to know one another? If they're not being intentional
1: i've heard some companies doing um something called donuts um where you're matched up with somebody and you have a coffee break um together virtually and so you'll grab a coffee have a 30-minute chat get to know each other and then move apart um and that's great they're doing something they're moving towards it but then they typically go apart and they probably never see each other again so if you're a new person imagine yourself walking into a company like you, let's actually picture a physical company. Okay. You walk into a physical building and nobody's there. You're just alone. And then you're like, okay, I guess I'll do my work. And then one person comes in and they kind of help you. So you have that little meeting with them. They help you know your role and start to learn it. And then that person leaves the building and then you're back in the building by yourself. And then you're just like, okay, I guess I'm working. And then it's like, oh, I got matched with somebody. Okay, so then that person comes in, you have a 30-minute coffee meeting, and then they leave and you're all alone in this big, empty building. That's what it feels like for people who are new in a remote world. So if they're... So what needs to be happening is more connection happening in small groups and it rotating around. The small groups need to they need to be getting together often, as often as possible. And sometimes that's very hard to structure, um, especially like people who have a lot to do. They don't have time to come up with this stuff. Like nobody had to come up with these meetings before. Um, I mean, which is why you and I do what we do to help these teams out so that we can take some of that pressure off of them and go, it's okay. I can see, I can see from above this building, this empty building and see what's happening and start to be able to bring the people together virtually.
0: Yeah. Well, and I'll, I'll add to that. It's, you know, the small groups doing it often it's consistency. Like we know Mm. that building healthy habits, you have to be consistent with it. You can't, you know, you can't do it one time, say you did it, because I'm going to go back to something I say often, that's just checking a box. And building true team engagement is not checking a box. It's really about being consistent, being purposeful, and putting in the effort. Um, and a lot of people will say, oh, you know, we don't have time, or we're still so busy, or my work, I'm working more now. But these are all just excuses and resistance that people are saying because maybe doing it virtually is a little bit more uncomfortable for them than it is if you bumped into somebody in the kitchen grabbing a coffee but yeah we can do uncomfortable things
1: right yeah the other thing is it can be done in a comfortable way if it's Mm -hmm. facilitated properly the team feels so comfortable right away and they're like oh this is fun you leave feeling uplifted And then what happens when you leave something feeling uplifted? You perform better. (laughs) And what happens when you perform better? Like the company does better. The other thing is, is you keep the people around. You have these incredible, incredible, brilliant people on your team right now. And they have a lot more options now because they can work anywhere in the world. And if they're your key players doing incredible things, you, You got to hold on to them because anywhere in the world right now is working remote and they are hiring people from all over the world that can do that. So that person has more opportunities now than they had back when they were in the office. They can now live wherever they want in the world and work wherever. So making your environment incredible where they love it is what's going to keep them because you don't want to lose them there's a whole, there's a whole mess to that. <laughs> we all know that. Yeah. So keeping them, keeping them performing well and enjoying their lives is really key.
0: Yeah. Well, the benefits to an engaged team really are, you know, what you said, it keeps people, people are happier. They feel loyalty. They want to perform better because they feel, uh, you know, that, they owe something to the company and to their colleagues. They don't want to let each other down because everyone is working to raise each other up when you're a connected, engaged team. And, you know, one step further to that too is that when you have a team that is fully engaged and happy and enjoying the work they do, the client or the customers benefit. And when your customers and clients are then happy, Well, your business is staying afloat, right? And you don't need to constantly be, you know, prospecting and sourcing and doing all of those things, you know, in such a, you know, desperate way, you still have your client base, and you can grow from that. You know, that's when you're going to get referrals and testimonials and people wanting to stick by you. Um, It's a it's a bit of a full circle, right? Instead yeah. of always focusing on trying to make your clients happy, you need to start with engaging your team.
1: Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. I've been hearing a lot of people talking about um, leaving because they just felt like they had no no reason to stay. I mean, I'm sure both of us can. I'm, anybody listening can easily think of a time where they stayed at a job because they loved the people that they worked with, mm-hmm. and that's such a and if you don't know the people that you work with, then sometimes then you lose that one thing that's so, so fun and so easy, um, or can be so easy as, as soon as you get that ball rolling and things are really consistent and you're just in that groove and you're in the habit of, um, having your team connect.
0: Yeah, no, I think that's so true. And I know so many of us can just, yeah, close your eyes and, And do that comparison to where you stayed in a job because of the people and then ultimately when you've left a job because you didn't have that connection or, you know, the leadership wasn't there. So, you know, we can see it when we reflect in and I think that that's a good tip for leaders and teams alike to reflect and see, you know, why are you, you know, are you staying? Are you feeling connected? And what can you do and what can you do for your team to to bridge that gap? And we know leaders are trying, right? Leaders are are in such a, you know, strange time as well, um, having to lead teams remotely. Um, But I do think it just requires like a little bit of a step back and some more purposeful intention as to how you want your team to feel.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Just, yeah. Taking, even if you sit there for 15 minutes and just go, okay, I'm just going to take the next 15 minutes and sit and pull back. I mean, Yeah. Just pull back and see bird's eye view perspective of the company, what's going on. And then starting to think about ways that you can communicate with your team and, and get to know what's going on there. I mean, that's not a hundred percent accurate all the time because, often team members don't necessarily feel 100% comfortable talking to their team leads about what they actually want. Um, so the message gets a little skewed, um, which is why hiring in a third party is helpful. But um, just starting to get a, get a pulse of what's going on and how you can step, step it up just a little bit.
0: Yeah, it doesn't have to be major shifts and changes for those that are listening thinking, how am I going to build this other job into my job? It really is just simple, easy changes that you can do where you're really just encouraging your team to get to know one another, have those conversations. And then for the leader, you need to participate in that as well. Right? It's not just for your team. It's actually for you as well. And I think that that's a key piece that we've both seen that When the leader is fully in, then the team follows.
1: Yeah, 100%. I was actually talking to a leader the other day that said, there's these things that go on on Friday. I don't really know what they're like, though. I've never been. And I was like, oh, you should go. (laughs) You should go. Yeah, leaders, um, absolutely. And if you're not believing in what you're doing, then... The team's not going to believe. Just like if you didn't believe in what you were doing for the company, like why you why you were building this company, um, then why would they believe it? It's so the same yep. thing here. It's like if you don't believe that like connection matters, then they're not going to believe it either. Um, yeah,
0: yeah, and it's so helpful too for your team to see you as a human too, right? That's the big message: is that everyone everyone wants to belong, everyone's looking for connection. And we are so much more than the roles we hold within the company. Um, So, you know, really trying to bring people back to having those conversations, getting to know one another, and ultimately, you know, your performance and your team are going to be better off for it.
1: Yeah, because when we know our leaders, then we like our leaders and we trust our leaders. It's the whole no like trust thing and same with our teams and trust is, key 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 to everything if you don't trust your leader then you don't speak up in a meeting and tell them your brilliant idea you hold it back and that's could be a multi-million dollar idea that doesn't get set in a meeting because the trust isn't there so showing up to those things and just talking about yeah your personal life telling a restaurant experience telling whatever like certain certain personal aspects it doesn't have to be super personal but just so that they get an idea that you also like going to the brewery and you also like, you know what I mean? Like you also like some of the same things, then it builds trust because we kind of feel like we found those, that common ground with each other. And then when it comes to the sharing and the contributing and the engagement, then it's so much easier and so much more authentic.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So Alicia, where can people find you and hear more um, of your brilliant ideas?
1: Yeah, so they can find me um, on, I'm on LinkedIn. So Alicia Wood, Camp Fuel, if you look that up, you'll find me. And then uh, campfuel.ca is my website and uh, camp.fuel on Instagram. I have so many, there's just so many. <laughs> yeah. you believe it, us it us you believe in connection <laughs> right
0: you believe in I connection do. connect with me all the ways <laughs> yeah.
1: anyway but LinkedIn is probably your best choice LinkedIn or through my website
0: yeah and the key message from today everyone is just engage with your team the time is now to do that um, you know don't don't wait for when things you know quote-unquote go back to normal because I think we're all just going to continually be making up our new normal. And, you know, I just, and I think you do too, Alicia, like we just want to see all of these leaders and teams continue to thrive and, and build connection um, in a, in a positive way.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely.
0: Yeah. Well, thank you, Alicia. I've loved our conversation. Um, It's always a pleasure to chat with you and I look forward to we'll have you on here again soon.
1: Yeah, thank you. Thanks for having me. This is fun.
0: All right. Talk to everyone soon. Thank you for listening to t- this week's episode of Teams with Edge. I hope you found the conversation engaging and inspiring and just opens your mind a little bit more as to what teamwork and leadership can look like. If there's someone in your life, a leader or a team member, who should be listening to this podcast and could use a pick-me-up, please share and let's get more people listening and creating conscious leadership together.